On today's episode, we are going to take a look at two new growth stocks. Both of these stocks are, are companies that are in markets that are very disruptive or very bullish uh, at the current state right now. The first one is a company that's trying to disrupt the traditional educational system for, for higher education like colleges and universities, and it's trying to move everything online. The second company is one that's very big in the gaming industry right now. But even though it is in the gaming industry and it is big, it has yet it hasn't had that same amount of noise that the other companies have seen. So this episode is going to be breaking down into the following. We're going to take a look at both these companies. And for each company, we're going to take a look at their, their current markets, the markets they're hitting, and how they're hitting those markets, the expected earnings growth, and their balance sheet to try to make sure that these companies are both businesses that have enough cash right now to be able to survive during bad times. And like always, if you are new to my channel, if you are a long-term investor, if you want to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And to all my returning viewers, thank you so much for the support. If you guys ever want to get in contact with me, you can find me on the YouTube comments. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch, on my weekly newsletter, on my free Discord channel. But like I said, all this information is free and all of these are just my opinions and should not be taken as advice because I am not a professional. So make sure to talk to a professional before making any financial decisions. And both these companies are actually being bought out right now by ARK Investment. And if you guys follow ARK Investment, they are a firm that really focuses on disruptive market. So to see a company like them purchasing them right now kind of adds a bullish scenario to both. All right, so let's start off with the first business. And this is the one that's trying to disrupt the overall educational system, mainly with that higher higher educational system, like I was talking about, colleges and universities. And that company is T is 2U, ticker T-W-O-U, and it currently has a market cap of about $3 billion. Right? So let's try to understand what 2U does. And I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce the edu- the company. But like I said, remember, the ticker is T-W-O-U. So what I ended up doing is first, we're going to take a look at their most recent earnings and just take a look at some highlights to understand what this company does and how it collects money. Their most recent earnings was their second quarter of 2020, which ended July, which was shown July 30th of 2020. So about uh, uh, almost two months ago. But remember, as a long term investor, even two months old information of our earnings is still relatively new right as a long-term investor you're looking to invest for three four five years so even a quarterly news that was just two months ago can still help show the overall effects of the company right now fundamentals don't change that much during two months so it's still an important information to use and right now to you is partner and trusted brand steward to 75 of the world's top university here we see companies universities like columbia engineering we see yale we see what else do we see here we see penn state we see university of london manchester so these are some big schools right now they are they are currently working with and this is also they have rit Rutgers, um the ohio state university and to me it's it's always important to see mit is here um, Michigan State University is also here. So they have big names right now as partnerships. 
So it's pretty impressive to see these big names out here. So what do they offer? Let's try to understand more about the company. So like we mentioned, this company's clients are, are those higher educational institutions, and it provides them with some form of cloud-based SaaS program. So right, SaaS is a software as a service platform to allow course, coursework design, the infrastructure support, and capital. So it's not like to you develops the courses for let's say Penn State. Penn State already has the courses to create those online educational system. What they end up doing more is providing like the overall infrastructure so Penn State can bring in their classes online. And this uh, this saves time, right? Because if it wasn't for this, then all these educations, all these all these institutions would have to create their own form of platform or their own form of infrastructure and start their way up and, and build that before even being able to put the, their education in them. So to you comes here, so they're like, all right, we already developed a system where we can work with you into adding your educational within our platform and to make it much easier for you to offer these forms of educations to your to your to your students. So now let's take a look at this company's most recent growth. So in their most recent earnings, they saw revenue growth of 35% compared to the same time last year. This increase this was organic growth of 18%. And what do they mean organic growth? Uh, recently, recently to you just did an acquisition with trilogy trilogy was also another platform that did some form of educational of uh, a very sim very similar system to what to you does but more in the shorter time span so for like those boot camps and stuff like that that's what trilogy did so by so by to you adding trilogy to them it helped them expand the type of products they can offer and the different types of programs they can do to the institutions and this is what they called alternative credentials right that you have you have your higher and we can see it here in in this chart right here they have they reporting they have two segments when they report their revenue they have their graduate program and here is your your standard certificates that you go to your college for where you have your undergraduate degrees you have your graduate degrees and you also have some form of professional certificates then they have alternative credits. Alternative credentials are like boot camps, core stacks, or short courses. And this acquisition of Trilogy helps them really add on into this alternative credentials. If I may be, I could be mistaken, but I believe the biggest impact was in those boot camps that that Trilogy acquisition helped out. So their graduate program revenue was up 14% compared to the same time last year. Their alternative credential revenue was up 97%. So we can see this, on this quarter, they collected $182 million of revenue. Out of that 182, 115 came from graduates. So that's the biggest portion. 67 came from alternative credentials. But remember, that one's growing over 97%. All right, so now let's take a look at to use future growth. So here we can see they are expected to grow their revenue in the upcoming three years, 14.1% on average annually. So this doesn't mean every three years from now on is going to grow 14.1. This year might be a lot bigger. It could be like 30. The next year could be like 15. And the year after that could be like five. My bath could be wrong. But on average, within three years, it's about 14.1%. That's faster than the industry. And that's faster than the market. 
This company is also, and 14.1%, most of the investors that I follow are looking for a 15% annual growth on average for the upcoming years. So 14.1% is very close to that. And many people will consider this a little bit closer to a high growth stock. Um, not there yet, but it's definitely a grow, a, a growth stock to say the least. They are also expected to grow their earnings in the upcoming years at 17.3%. So a few things we're going to take a look at is, let me talk about one, we looked at the markets to you hits. And to me, it is a very bullish market. And I do believe the online educational is one that's going to continue to grow. Right now, for example, I do a lot of my learning through online, through online courses, but I look for them to be backed up by higher educational systems or, or institutions that are, are very strong. Um, so to you works with those institutions to allow to, to bring out that. So I do believe this is a market that's going to continue to grow. Unfortunately, right now, it seems that this market is not one that is going to be profitable within the next three years. And right now, as they are software as a service product, they're probably spending a lot of money trying to acquire these customers. But this these are usually one-time acquisitions. What are the chances of creating an infrastructure, putting all your educational system in there, and then leaving that infrastructure? So these, I believe, are ones that once you get your customers, they're pretty much hooked into you. And as they continue to get into bigger schools, into more schools, that earnings is going to continue to grow. So this is more of a speculator. It seems more like a speculation play in the long term of things. But within a market that I believe is not speculative speculative it's a market that i see huge potential growth in the upcoming years if we take a look at their balance sheet they right now have about 263 million dollars in debt and they have about 195 million dollars of cash and short-term investments to me this this is not that strong and let me tell you why Normally, when a company is not profitable, I want them to be able to have enough cash to pay off all their debt at the moment. And that's not the case here for 2U. Right now, they do not have the cash to pretty much pay off all their debt. But then we have to take a look at something else. That debt, how far in advance is that debt? If that debt is not owed within the next three years, that's okay, right? Because right now, interest is very low. So it's okay to have some form of debt. But that is something investors should definitely take a look at before going into this company. So I mentioned ARC is heavily investing. And we can see ARC right now has 13.5% ownership in this company. They are very, very bullish. All right, so the next company we're going to take a look at is a monster in the gaming world. Everybody knows them, and that is Nintendo. Nintendo right now is you can trade it over the counters with ticker NTDOY. Uh, um, I might say this: a few brokers might not be able to trade over the counter. Uh, I'm not sure if in Robinhood you might be able to trade it. I know in Fidelity I'll be able to, and I just want to let you guys know that. So these are over the counter markets. Uh, and that's just so, so let's take a look year to date year to date nintendo has returned about 32 percent to investors let's take a look at their competitors right now their competitor right now well not their competitors but someone in that market would be uh, activision and activision in the past year has returned over a hundred percent it seems year to date 
let me just take a quick look at that 61% so 61% for Activision and Nintendo has only returned about 32% so like I mentioned this has not made the same amount of noise as the other gaming companies so is there a hidden gem hidden right here hidden gem hiding whatever um so let's take a look at the market cap right now nintendo is worth 6.7 trillion japanese yenis i believe it's called um and if we convert that to if we convert that to united states dollar is close to 67 close to 67 billion dollars I, I did the math around here no closer to 63 billion dollars and to put it into example this is Activision right now, who owns Blizzard, who owns Call of Duty, has a market cap of $64 billion. So Nintendo, who I personally believe has a bigger IP than Activision because they, they it's not Activision only owns a few games, even though those few games are pretty strong. And let me say this, I am a huge Activision bull. For Nintendo to have a bit less market cap than Activision, that to me also tells me that, hey, there's something happening here and maybe something we should take a look at. So let's take a look at Nintendo's most recent earnings. So Nintendo recently reported their earnings for the first quarter and this was August 6th of 2020. So about not even a month ago. And here we can see the overall net sales for this company were up 108% compared to the same time last year. Their net profits were up 541% compared to the same time. So this is right now doing amazing. Unfortunately, due to the whole COVID and everybody staying home, more people are gaming. And Activision, I'm not Activision, Nintendo is one that's making a lot of money out of it. We can see their markets are, are kind of diversified. They make about 38.1% of their sales comes from Americas. 25 comes from Europe. 24 comes from Japan. 13 comes from other. And here, they're $358 billion, um, billion yen in, in Japanese yen, I believe. It's broken up into the following. Dedicated video game platforms, which includes hardware, software, any downloadable packages, makes up over 358 billion out of uh, sorry 344 billion out of that 358 so most of it comes from the overall from their nintendo switch and all the softwares within the nintendo switch 13.2 billion so pretty much the rest of it comes from mobile ip related income so here are any games in the mobile platform like mario kart tours right now make up a huge portion and, uh, not a huge portion but make up a decent portion and that portion is up 32 percent compared to the same time last year they do have playing cards but that makes up less than one percent of this company's r revenue so i don't even want to look at it and that's down 37 percent but again that's almost nothing of this company's total sales so some of the business highlights here we can see in this graph and let me zoom in for you guys maybe you guys can see better if i zoom in um hopefully that that might be too much but they this is their trend they have the items the yellow is the nintendo switch the yellow is the nintendo switch Lite. the blue is the nintendo switch this is their biggest seller right now and this is their software we can see compared to same time last year <clears throat> they're selling more nintendo switch the nintendo switch Lite is recent to the nintendo world so it doesn't have same time last year 
but it's almost as big as quarter three of 2020. And quarter three is the holiday season. So that's pretty impressive that they're doing that well. Their softwares are also up pretty big, beating same time last year by over a hundred percent and a lot of this is actually due to this great game i i honestly don't play it but i just keep hearing about it animal crossing has sold 10.63 million units since starting and that to me it is just ridiculous how, how strong this game has been and how much is driving force to this company animal crossing was close to 40 percent of the company's total software sales in April to June. Just one game. This one game is doing amazingness for Nintendo. The only other platform I really wanna talk about and one I feel is is one that's gonna continue to go. We have seen a lot of back, we have seen a lot of, we've seen a lot of testing to say how strong the mobile world is. We see it with Activision when they release Call of Duty and now they're focusing a lot of their IP on the mobile infrastructures like um, Diablo, and I'm pretty sure they're doing more in the upcoming world. Right now, Nintendo recently did Mario Kart Tour. Mario Kart, when it came out, it has been such a huge hit, and Nintendo has so much IP, especially with Mario, that the amount of games that they can release mobile can be crazy. Imagine a Super Smash Brother mobile game. This is going to be one that I feel is a market untouched for Nintendo. That they're so, even though they're late to the game, just because they have such strong IP into it, is one they can grow pretty fast if they focus on it. And one I'm very, very bullish on. The other one I'm very bullish is Microsoft, Sony, and most of these are going into clouding, into cloud gaming which is pretty much like a Netflix style where they have different types of games in there and you paid a subscription base. Nintendo has all these Pokemon games, all these Mario games that they can do as a software cloud, a cloud gaming that is also potential growth for them. And it's not if they're going to do it. We can see that all the other gaming companies are doing something like this. So it's showing that it's working. So Nintendo, I believe, will eventually move into that market as well and another potential market for them to grow. So now let's take a look at Nintendo's growth. So Nintendo right now, analysts are actually expecting within the next three years to drop down its revenue about 3.3 for the next three years on average to grow its revenue negative 3.3 so it's actually seeing a decline of revenue and that to me is i I believe is because nintendo is one of the few games right now that is not going to release a new a new system anytime soon so i believe this does not give a bullish scenario to these to these analysts that are looking at the company but like i mentioned the mobile ip world is one that they it's untapped for them if they ever end up entering the cloudy market it's another untapped market that i believe right now analysts are overseeing all of this nintendo right now is a company that's already paying that's already making money so that's a great thing and if we take a look at their if we take a look at their balance sheet they right now are debt free and they have a lot of cash with them with respect to their overall market cap they currently have one sixth of the cash in short-term investments compared to their market cap 
So they were over about $60 billion worth of market cap. They have over $10 billion of quick cash. So this company can actually do some smart acquisitions coming up. And that to me is really impressive. So these are the two companies. The first one are, is TU and the second one was Nintendo. I'm actually pretty, I'm liking both these companies a lot. And these are both that are definitely going to start into my market entering as tier three stocks. And I feel that both of them can actually move up to tier two in the Amic just continuing to add. Um, again, TU being non-profitable for the upcoming three years is something to take a look at. And their balance sheet was not as strong, but they are in a market that I feel is very disruptive. Nintendo, on the other case, is a market that's making money already. They have a strong IP. I believe they have so much unpotential, unpotential products that they can release to the market that other gaming companies are doing so they can say hmm, this is working so this is where we should go so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode like always have a good night have a and see you tomorrow